0: I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. I want to thank Pastor for allowing me to kick off this series of marriage, relationship with marriage, family. And uh, I've been looking forward to preaching on this topic. He called me and he said, can you do that? I said, man, what did you just say? He said, can you do that? I put the phone down didn't want to talk to him Call him and tell him Do it Do it Not can you And so It's a privilege to be able to To speak on The foundation Of marriage And the foundation Of a good family Before I begin I want every Single Young eligible man To rise and stand up. I want to see you. You're not married. Young men. Yeah, come on, stand up. Don't be embarrassed. Young ladies, are you looking around? (laughs) Sit down. I want every young lady that's eligible, and unmarried, I want you to stand. to Young men, you may be seated. Now let's read in the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 5. Marriage is like Christ and the church. A good marriage should mirror the marriage of Christ to the church. Christ loved the church, his commitment to the church. His compassion for the church and his concern for the well being of the church. So base your marriage on the example of Christ and the church. If I don't die, my message title will be the foundation that supports a good marriage and a good family. In verse 25, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. And gave himself for her. Now you could actually stop and preach the entire message right here from this one scripture. Love your wives exactly like Christ loves the church. He loves the church so much, and I won't quote John 3:16. He loved the church so much that he gave everything that he is to the church. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loves the church. So that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands, listen to this. You single guys, if you can't do this, stay single. So husbands are to also love their wives, their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. I remember years ago when my hair was a different color and we didn't just shave it all off and plait it down and all that. I would stand in the front of a mirror and print it. I, I, so help me God. My, my hand, would, my, my arm would get tired and I'd drop it down and rest and then back up again. I loved my body. I thought I looked pretty good. You ought to love your wife like you love your own body. It's what the word says. No one ever hated his own flesh. I've been in love with myself since I was born. Nobody ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it, cherishes it, just as Christ. Does the church foundation of a good marriage foundation of a good family is love love without love you're jumping off of a tall cliff you think there's water down there but it's dry that's what you're doing because we are members of his body for this reason a man shall leave his father. His mother, and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. Un solo carne. Uno solo carne. One flesh. So my my message today is your foundation. You began building with a foundation. When I walked through here this morning real early, found a young lady that says, I'll take you, Pastor, I can guide you through all this and take you to his office. I looked at the massive amount of concrete that you've got poured. So I walked into the pastor's office and I said, I understand why now that you cut me off several months ago because somebody had to pay for all of this concrete that's out there. But it really didn't cut me off. I'm just kidding you on that. But the foundation is so important. Very important. Listen to me. The foundation of your success in marriage or in family. The foundation. the, The thing that will support your marriage. Support your family. Support the thing most important. Is the foundation. And the foundation normally comes before the building. Matthew chapter 7. The Bible talks about two builders. One was a very smart man. And one was a stupid man. Don't be stupid going into your marriage. If you're single. And if you're married, don't stay stupid. Check your foundation. Make sure it's love. One, the Bible said, he built his house on the sand. Bang, here comes the storms. Rain, wind, floods, battering against that house But the foundation was nothing but sand. And in due time, everything that he had hoped for in life was gone. His house, his future, and everything was destroyed. That's like marriage without love. Bible said the wise man built his house on the rock. How deep was the rock? I don't know. It may have been on the top of the ground or he may have had to dig way down but he was determined that if it was worth building it's worth building to last and if you're getting ready to get married if you're even thinking about it if you're not even thinking about it if you want it to last you better build it on a solid foundation and this man built it on the rock and the same storms came the same wind came. The same floods came. When in your life, you're going to have rains that you think are going to never stop. You're going to have wind that you're going to wonder, how in the world are we going to make it? You're going to have time that you lose your job. She loses her job. You lose your temper. She loses her temper. temper and it's a storm. You're in the middle of a storm. But if it's built on the foundation sufficient, It will withstand all of those storms. And the Bible said, when all of that came, the wise man who built on a solid rock, his house stood. And so I'm going to tell you, the foundation of any good marriage, any good family, any good future has to be built on love. That's the cornerstone of your foundation. Now, I know a little bit about building. I built maybe a couple of churches, a couple of hundred or maybe not quite a couple of thousand, but I built a lot of churches in Mexico. So I know what I'm talking about. In Atoyac, near Acapulco, where we had the major headquarters, I built a church on a solid rock. I called for a backhoe. They brought a backhoe out there. backhoe couldn't even scratch it. Put that bucket down in there and back wheels come up and could not scratch the surface. Solid rock. I took a pick and every day, day after day, week after week, I chiseled away little, little, little pieces at a time until I got just a little foundation, a little, little, little place for some steel to be put in there. That was almost 30 years ago. Can you imagine the amount, the, the time that the hurricanes coming up that west coast banged into that building? Three stories high. And earthquakes, many. Many, many earthquakes would just shake that area of Mexico. Building still stands today because it was built on the rock. Love is the rock that you build your relationship on for a lasting, lasting building. I built a church in Chiapas. Like this was the property. Now, how can you build anything if your land is just like that? So what I did, I hauled 2,500 2, truckloads of fill until it was like that. Level. And then when I got ready to build a building, I had to dig all the way down through all of that fill down to the solid ground again. And then I laid a foundation big enough to get a machine down in that and compacted it, layer after layer after layer of special compacting material. And then I laid steel. You can't imagine the amount of steel, big steel. And then I covered it all up to where it was level again. thousand dollars. I couldn't even see it. It was all underground. But the building stands today because it had the right foundation. Three weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I'm in my house there, built a little bit of small house also on that incline, except I didn't level mine. I put twenty foot of steel going up and the back of my house was hanging over nothing. Three weeks ago, I was in my bed at 4 o'clock in the morning. And bang! Oh, Lord. The hardest earthquake I've ever been in. And I've been in hundreds of them in Mexico. Hit that place. But the house didn't fall. It had the right foundation. So if you're going to build a marriage and you want it to last, you don't want it just to fall. If you're going to build it, build it on a good foundation. And I cannot tell you a better foundation than love. Love. Man, look at your wife and say, I love you. Now, did you mean it? (laughs) Kermit. Look at it again and say, I love you out loud. I want to hear it. I love you. Thank you. I'm gonna tell you a story of the most beautiful love story you've ever heard. Much more beautiful than those magazines that you buy and you I don't know what your ladies used to buy, but all the little love stories and you know, ladies are kind of different. They like a love story. Men, we like a pow, pow, pow. But ladies like something gentle and soft and soothing and something you can dream about, you know. So I'm going to tell you about one. Isaac sent his son Jacob back to the homeland to select a wife. And so he travels, he travels, he travels. And finally, he approaches the homeland, and there's a well there, and it's covered. And there are a group of people, shepherds, around that well with their sheep. And Jacob walks up to them, and he said, let's water the animals. No, 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 no. We can't until... Everybody brings in their sheep. Then we move it one time. Heavy stone. We'll move it one time. And then everybody will water them. Okay. So while he's there, he says, uh, Do you know my kin, my mother's brother, Laban? Well, you sure we know. It? In fact, here comes his daughter now, the last one. And she's a shepherdess. And she's bringing the sheep. When she gets here, we're going to water them all. Jacob takes the lid off the well, comes in, and everybody waters their sheep. Now listen to me, men, especially you, listen to me. When Rachel walked up, Jacob fell head over heels in love with that woman. Never seen her before. You know why he fell head over heels in love with that woman? Bible says she was beautiful in form. That's what the word says. And face. She was a knockout. And Lord, he fell head over heels in love with Rachel that foundation of that love would be sufficient to build a house that would last as long as Rachel lasts. Beautiful. He goes back and he asks for her hand. I want to talk to you about love. He goes back and he asks Laban to marry his daughter. Well, Laban has two daughters. One is Leah. One is Rachel. So he goes back and he asks for Rachel. And they make a deal. Okay, you work for me seven years and you could have Rachel. You don't mind working when you're in love. You know what the Bible says? Bible said that those seven years were like a day. Boy, I, I like that kind of love. You know, you don't mind working day after day, month after month, year after year. When you love that person as much as Jacob loved that beautiful Rachel, it passes like a day. Now, storms are going to come. I promise you that. Storms are going to batter your family, batter your life, batter your marriage. And so many people, they don't even try to endure the storm when they see the cloud coming. Boom, they're gone, separated. Get out of here. You'll never build a good marriage or a good family if you're quick to run. And you'll never not run if you're not built on love. Love weathers the storm. And so when Laban, after working seven years happily, happily working, working hard, and really the Bible says that Laban had nothing when Jacob came in and first asked for for Rachel's hand. He, he, was, he was a poor person. He didn't have anything. But because of the love that Jacob had for Rachel. Jacob worked so hard. That Laban became a wealthy man. His flocks grew. His herds grew. And, and Jacob was a blessing to Laban. But the word says. That ten times. labor Laban. Turned. And dis- and disobeyed the, the the contract that he had with his future son-in-law. Ten times he backed out. Ten can you imagine? You do me wrong one time, it's your fault. Young man, you do me wrong twice, it's my fault. Okay? We're gonna come to an agreement. You do me wrong one time, it's your situation. You do me wrong twice, it's a real situation. Can you imagine 10 times, 10 times, the storm hit, the storm hit, the storm hit, the storm hit, and finally, after seven years, in the mind of Jacob, it was worth it because look at my wife, gorgeous. I bet she kind of looked like Mary Lou, probably. Probably. But then comes that tremendous blow because Laban said, look, our custom here is you have to marry the oldest daughter. And Leah is the oldest daughter. Rachel had seven more years. What a storm. But when you're in love, you can withstand the storm. When your marriage is based on love when your family is based on love. You can't imagine the pressures that there is. Pastor Todd can think of it a little bit because he's pastored a wonderful church. I pastor a church that reaches from Texas to Belize, from the Gulf of Mexico to the Pacific. I pastor hundreds of churches and tens of thousands of people You can imagine all of the calls and all of the requests and all of the storms that I'm called on to help guide people through that. But I can do that because I love my people. I love my calling. I love my work. If you want something to last, you build it on love, not on money. Not on anything but love. And so when Laban said, you need, you have to work seven more years, he just joyfully smiled. I can do that. And he did it. And Rachel and Jacob had two boys. Joseph, one who would be instrumental in the salvation of Israel. You remember his story. But he goes into Egypt and he rises to second in command of all of Egypt, preserves Egypt, preserves Israel under this day, Joseph. Very important. The next one, little Benjamin. The last one that Rachel had, she only had two, Benjamin. And as Benjamin is coming into the world, Rachel's life was leaving. She died in childbirth. Can you imagine the pain that hit the heart of Jacob? But his love was so strong that it continued all the rest of his life through those two boys that she gave birth to. I never fell in love. I'm glad Mary Lou's not in this service. She'll be in the next service. I was a barefoot Cajun boy from the basin, from Achafalai River. I didn't know anything about love. I wanted to be hunting. That's what I wanted. I wanted to hunt. I wanted to kill something. I wanted to shoot something. I wanted to skin something. I wanted to pluck something. And I didn't know anything about love. Mary Lou fell head over heels in love with me. Thank God, because she was the Jacob. I was the Rachel, hadn't it been for her strength. I'd long gone been gone. But love, love, falling in love, wonderful, wonderful, I think. But if you never fell in love, learn to love. You hear me? Is there anybody honest to say, I never, I'm married, but I never really fell in love like Jacob fell in love with Rachel. Just be honest with me. I've got my hand up because I never knew what it was like to fall in love. Pause. Either somebody's doing some lying or or you're scared of the person you're sitting next to. All right, one honest lady. Is there somebody else? I never just said, oh, my God, I can't live if I don't have that is there another one? Honest, be honest. There's one honest. Somebody else honest? We have marriage counseling going on after this. <laughs> okay. Is there anybody else? Be honest with me. Be honest. Be honest. Okay. Let me tell you a little story. And I'm, I'm going to get through here on time, I promise you. If you've never fallen in love, learn to love. I learned to love. My mother and my dad never fell in love with each other. You know why? They were raised up here on a little old town you wouldn't even know about. It's just caved off in the Chapel, in the Red River, and it's out down somewhere halfway from here to China, washed down the river Naples, name of a little old village. My dad was scheduled to be married the next day. He had a girlfriend. My mom had a boyfriend. Little small town. So the day before my father's wedding, his wife-to-be ran off with my mother's boyfriend. (laughs) So help me, I'm telling you the truth. So my mom turns to my dad and says, you want to get married? Before God, this is what my mother told me. Might as well. (laughs) I do not recommend this to you single people. But I do recommend it to you married people that never fell in love. Learn to love. And it lasted 60 years. Produced 10 children. So love, learn to love. I want to read you what Paul said in 1 Corinthians. Love is patient. I could stop right there and preach to Larry Myers for 40 days and 40 nights. I don't have a lot of patience. Love takes care of that. Love is patient. Love is kind, not jealous. Love does not brag, is not arrogant. Does not, like, uh, does not act unbecoming, does not seek its own, is not provoked. Boy, I'm touching a lot of people right now. It's not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered. I told you, it's your fault. How many of you are guilty of that? Does not take into account a wrong suffered does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, loves all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Hallelujah. See, I've got my Bible closed. It don't mean a thing. I have to tell you one other thing. While I was here a few weeks ago, we had a flood at home and blew out the bridge that I have to cross over a little dry creek bed to get to my house. I mean, just blew it out. 30 years I've been crossing it. We never had a flood like that. A horrible flood blew it out. So when I get home from Louisiana, I immediately look for some help. So I go looking for some young, strong Mexican men, somebody about like that. Well, you speak Spanish? Spanish. I wanted somebody with muscles, somebody could help me. And and so in in looking for him, I I found this older guy in his 50s. Well, your beggar can't be choosy, and I had to have somebody to help me. So I invited him out to my house to work one day with me. Then he got a call from a job that he had previously had, working for a company, paying much more than I was going to pay him. So when he came to my house, I said, uh, tell me a little bit about about, about your life. I promised I'd be through in two minutes. Tell me a little bit about your life. He said, well, my mom and dad were from Coahuila, Mexico. He said, we were migrant workers in West Texas. They go from harvest to harvest to harvest. I said, well, tell me a little bit about your mom and dad. My dad was 15 when he married. Michael, forget it. (laughs) Forget it. He said, my dad was 15 and my mom was 11. Man's name, Celentino de la Cruz. You want to call him, ask him about it. Salentino de la Cruz. Mom was 11. His dad was 15. By the time the mom was 21, she had seven children. They're still powerfully in love. Mom and dad is still alive. raised all of those children, migrant workers how in the world could they do it love 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 if you're built on love stand stand with me if your foundation is love you can weather any storm that comes your way and if there is not love and if you can't learn to love you might as well find you one of those high price divorce lawyers because it's never going to last unless it's built on the foundation of love. Pastor, come and I want to pray. Father, I love this church so very much. I love Pastor Todd, his family. I love the staff here. I love the people. Easiest place in all the world to preach because there's always an anointing here. But, Father, at the same time, this beautiful congregation. There are marriages that are struggling. There are foundations that are shaking. And we're here today, God, to strengthen that. Strengthen the foundation. If they haven't fallen in love with each other, teach them to learn to love each other. Oh, God. Oh, God. Most important thing we have today. Next to our relationship with you is our relationship and our marriage and in our family. I pray, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, bless the foundation of the marriages that are here today. I pray in Christ's name.